Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. How to afford healthcare. That is the inquiry at the heart of Crisis of Abundance, Rethinking How We Pay for Healthcare, a new book published by the Cato Institute. The author, Cato adjunct scholar Arnold Kling, joins us today for a phone interview to discuss his book and the ideas that may help get healthcare spending back on track. Arnold, could you tell me why you wrote this book? I wrote it primarily to influence people's beliefs about healthcare because I think that ultimately what people believe about the healthcare system, what's possible, what's working, and what's not working, will affect the types of institutions and reforms that we can adopt. So according to you, what's driving increases in healthcare spending today? If you look at the supply side, the main change over the past 30 years has been a huge increase in both specialist care and in the use of high technology in medicine. I call that premium medicine. But if you look at most industries, if there's an increase in supply, that usually drives down costs, and healthcare is unusual in that the spending has been going way up in the face of growing supply. So that also means that there must be something happening on the demand side. And the big increase in demand, a lot of economists believe, is due to the increase in third-party payments. So nowadays, about 85% of personal medical bills are paid for by third parties, either government or private insurance. Is there a way to make healthcare spending more cost-effective? Well, that's an important issue because you know, over the last 30 years, we've roughly doubled the share of national income going to healthcare. And if we're using healthcare cost-effectively, that's a good thing. And in fact, you could even argue we should even be shifting more money into healthcare. But a lot of studies show that uh, we are not using healthcare cost-effectively and that we're in fact making extravagant use of medical procedures that have high costs and low benefits. And if that's the case, then there's an opportunity to make the healthcare system more efficient and, in fact, a necessity to make the healthcare system more efficient, given how much money is involved. And by more efficient, I mean not that we can have the same procedures for less money, but that we really have to make better decisions about what kind of procedures that we obtain. An example that came out just a couple weeks ago was a small town in Ohio that has the highest rate of angioplasties in the country. And there were a lot of questions raised in the article about whether those angioplasties are actually cost-effective for patients. Well, if you look across the country as a whole, there are many, many procedures that are done for which one could raise legitimate questions about cost-effectiveness. Are you an advocate of consumer-driven health care? I think that there are two ways to get to more cost-effective decision-making, at least in theory. In order to get to either one, you, first of all, you have to get people on board that there's a need to make more cost-effective medical decisions, and somehow you have to obtain the information, which is pretty complex. It involves not just knowledge of medicine, but knowledge of statistics and economics. So you have to get the knowledge available, and then finally you have to have somebody make decisions based on cost-effectiveness. The people on the left, incidentally, there are people on the left who share this view that cost-effectiveness is a big issue. They would say that government isn't the best decision, so government should be deciding what medical procedures should be followed in different cases. I think it would be more consistent with sort of American tradition and with my views to have consumers make the decision. The questions that are raised about that are, you know, do consumers have enough information to make good medical decisions? And the answer is right now they don't. I would argue that doctors nowadays do not have 
the right cost-benefit information to make decisions. They maybe know which procedures have benefit and which don't have benefit, but they don't really know the cost-benefit studies. So before consumers can actually be in a position to make those decisions, that information has to be made uh, widely available and in a clearly understandable format. And I think we've seen with other products that when information is available, consumers make use of it. You know, so I don't know how to buy a computer or how to buy a car, but I know where to find information that will enable me to do so, and that's really where we need to get in healthcare. Who's going to provide this kind of information to consumers? In the book, uh, even though this is a Cato book and I'm a libertarian, I actually propose that government charter a commission to develop that kind of information. You could argue that if consumers really were in charge of their own health care, that they would demand that kind of information and that would produce out of the market a market-based resource for that. But I wouldn't want to go about it that way. That There's sort of a chicken and egg problem in that you can't give consumers responsibility for their health care without the information, and they won't demand the information unless they have responsibility for health care. And I think I'd be willing to solve that chicken and egg problem by having the government first develop the information, and then we can go about giving consumers more responsibility for making decisions on a cost-effectiveness basis. Is there any reason for skepticism about the power of consumers to discipline the market and make these kinds of cost-effective choices for themselves? Well, certainly people on the left don't trust consumers. They trust government, and that ideological point of view is just going to be there no matter what. I think for people who are not committed to the view that government knows best and who observe consumer behavior in markets, I think we could at least be open-minded and try to give consumers the information and incentive and see what kinds of decisions they make and just look at it pragmatically. And I believe if we do that and we experiment with giving consumers the information and the incentive to make their own decisions, my guess is the results will actually be better than we expect and not worse than what we expect. The book mentioned on this podcast is available for online purchase at www.catostore.org. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.